Welcome. You are now aboard the Sub Club Submarine Spaceship. We will be your tour guides on a quantum journey to reprogram our subconscious minds. Please keep your arms and hands inside the subship at all times until you are safely docked in your castle's subship port upon arrival at heaven on earth. Thank you and enjoy the ride. Hello everybody, welcome back to Brainwash Yourself, the podcast where we design our consciousness to co-create heaven on earth. Thank you so much for being here and listening. My name is Callista and my co-host name is Annika. Hey everyone. And we are back with a solo episode this week, our recent episodes. We had some amazing guests, but for this one, it's just the two of us. So we are going to bring back our tradition of sharing a couple little personal updates before we dive into today's topic. So, Annika, how have you been designing your consciousness lately to co-create heaven on earth? Wow, wow. Well, I am in the moment, real-time, contemplating this question. So, how have I been designing my consciousness in real time? You know, I kind of feel like recently I can't really take credit for the designing of my consciousness because it almost feels like things are being rearranged on behalf of me (laughs) as I have been living out my day-to-day reality recently and I do feel as if there is a lot that is being rearranged within my consciousness yet I haven't per se been even purposefully making those changes and I do feel like they are positive changes so I feel a little bit surrendered at the present moment though I would say what helps me to allow these things to be or maybe what has kind of helped to spur some of this happening without as much of my efforting is being more discerning with the content people experiences that I am saying yes to versus saying no to and so I have been not I've kind of been tuning into the like if it's not a full fuck yes then it's a no or like not even necessarily like if if there's not a huge draw to my soul or I see how it's really gonna benefit or align what my values and my direction is then it's not gonna be a yes for me and I think in the past I was a little bit more lukewarm about whether, you know, if I wanted to do something, if I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. I'd be down to do it. Let's do it. But I've just become a lot more discerning and kind of in an experimental way because 
it's feeling recently just like, I don't know, time is so precious. Energy is so precious. We only have a certain amount of time in our day, a certain amount of energy to put towards what we want to put towards. And I really think that like every little bit matters. That's how it feels to me right now. So I guess that is how I'm designing my consciousness to co-create heaven on earth. It's just like really knowing that like I am a frequency signal and like every single thing that I intake or am around is contributing to that signal and there's only so much time and there's only so much energy uh, and in reality there actually is probably like a quantum amount of time and energy but in my day-to-day current reality right now um and so to really be really like follow my heart and like the feeling in my body and the feeling in my intuition and honoring that and that I think has allowed the shifts other shifts in my consciousness to occur more naturally as a result of the things that I'm around and the things that I'm doing that feel in soul alignment to me. How about you? Love it. There's so much I could say, to be honest. First of all, I feel like I'm literally in between worlds right now because I did get a new job. I would say it's a manifestation result. We do have an increase in financial abundance going on. So very grateful for that. But today was literally my last day. And tomorrow is my first day. (laughs) So it's kind of like a fun, interesting place to be in. Um, And I guess with regards to that, how I am kind of intentionally designing my consciousness is just to embrace the unknown because the brain left to its own devices is going to kind of have a fear response to not knowing what's going to happen because the brain wants to keep you safe and like a huge part of how it's able to do that is by planning out how it's going to respond to different predictable factors and when there's nothing really to know then it's like oh my gosh like what do I do like looking for something to do and it's like just having that awareness of realizing that there's no way to predict what's gonna happen is great because you can just kind of enjoy the mystery so that's one thing that I would say I am doing right now amazing (laughs) (laughs) yes um thanks gal okay so today's topic is the breath which is such a good one it's kind of like a fundamental it's kind of like the fundamental (laughs) we like came in with a breath we'll leave with a breath Mm. it is like the force that animates our life and our being and it is just like the ultimate companion I feel like when 
it is the portal through which we can find peace, we can find more energy, we can find awakening, we can find connection to everything that's around us. It really is just the ultimate tool because it's always with you. It's like the one thing that you don't need anything outside of you and you can constantly come back and regulate your own nervous system through the breath. You can bring your mind to like a single pointed focus through the breath. And then, of course, there are so, so many techniques of using the breath where you can actually do a crazy amount of things. Like if you get into pranayama, which are yogic breath practices, you know, there are ones for breath of fire, increasing your digestion and your energy. There's satali pranayam for like cooling your entire body and um, your mind and your emotions. Uh, There's holotropic breath work, which can bring you to really profound states of consciousness and also help you release a lot of trauma and emotions from the body. Uh, There is the difference between like breathing out of your mouth and breathing out of your nose and how much it drastically shifts uh, the experience that you have in your body. There's alternate nostril breathing where when you breathe through your left nostril, you are getting into more of a receptive uh, yin energy, whereas when you breathe through the right nostril, you're getting into a more yang energy and stimulating different parts of the brain. So it's like so, so cool how infinite and endless the possibilities for exploring ways to interact with and utilize your own breath is. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot to what you said, which I will want to respond to. But first, I think one thing that the breath makes me think of is on my self-healing kind of journey of spirituality, the breath was like a major, major starting point for me. I got into hot yoga and one thing about yoga classes is which I think is honestly one of the most beneficial things is um oftentimes the teacher is reminding you throughout to breathe and I think that not just me but I think it is kind of a hilariously common experience for people to get so into their heads that they don't even realize they're like holding their breath as kind of like a stress response because they are worried about something or thinking about something and I definitely think it's becoming more widespread knowledge how powerful the breath is at the time when I started getting into yoga I wasn't really familiar with that perspective and it's really funny because the breath is so, so simple. And like you were saying, it's always with us. And it's also something that to an extent we do automatically, like you can't hold your breath for too long or you're going to pass out and drop dead. But a lot of the time, um, I think that it's really common 
for people to be doing really shallow chest breathing as their default. And um, when we do deep belly breathing, it's very um, stabilizing for the nervous system, like you were saying. And it's really interesting. I think the human evolution kind of plays into this where in our sympathetic nervous system, which is kind of like fight or fight response when we have a perceived threat, which can be as minor as just like a stressor, um, we are going to switch into that sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight response. And we evolved that way because in the past, a lot of our stressors and threats were things that were best dealt with by running, fighting, freezing, fawning. And nowadays, actually, many of the stressors that we encounter are just kind of, maybe they're like interpersonal relationship stressors or they're based on work or school and they trigger the same stress response, but those responses are actually counterproductive to dealing with the stressor and what would actually equip us better would be to be relaxed, be present, and be switched out of our sympathetic nervous system into the parasympathetic nervous system because these common stressors that we have nowadays aren't actually immediately life-threatening. And it's so ironic because nowadays the more life-threatening concern that we actually have is being chronically in these sympathetic nervous system states because stress, your body when it's in its parasympathetic nervous system that is kind of like the rest digest repair so that's your body when your body is able to relax and get out of that um, sympathetic state is when it is able to heal so if we're putting our body in these kind of like chronically stressed states then the instincts it triggers are really not even helpful and they can actually be counterproductive and be creating like more and more issues and stressors down the line. So I feel like a lot of what we talk about this podcast is kind of like this feedback loop, whether it be the internal world to the external world where um, how we respond to the external world is able to impact the external world, but then also how we are impacted by the external world can also affect our internal world and um i think it's similar with the breath and our stress levels where our stress levels can impact the breath but the breath can also impact the stress levels and um like an example of this is like when you are feeling threatened and you're switching into the sympathetic nervous system, that's when you're more likely to be doing the shallow breathing. But when you're doing the shallow chest breathing, that also gives a signal to your body that you, you're you not fully relaxed and you can't fully switch into the parasympathetic nervous system state. So um, I think that's why the awareness of these patterns and that perspective that the awareness brings of like, oh, we actually have a choice and we can actually cut the feedback loop at a certain point by just 
choosing to breathe deeply, for example. And that's something I really started to notice as I started doing yoga is I would be outside the yoga class, like off the mat, and I would notice that I was holding my breath and I would kind of hear these reminders of my yoga teachers, like holding my breath is not helping me deal with whatever I'm stressed about and it's actually the opposite and actually one of the most effective things you can do to deal with whatever stress you're facing is actually not engage with it from that kind of stressed out fight flight freeze fawn state and actually to turn the attention to intentionally regulating the nervous system with the breath and doing like deep belly breathing like inhale belly rise exhale belly fall and like Anika was saying there's so many different techniques and practices um not only for relaxing and doing these practices that kind of slow and deepen the breath but also you can do different breath patterns in different ways that can have different effects too like energizing effects for example um and so it's really really interesting and it's great because it's like a tool that we always have with us and that's another thing about kind of the modern society is we could take for example medications or seek out other external inputs to regulate our emotional and our physical state and they may have side effects they might cost money be inconvenient don't always have access to them or if we have the awareness of certain tools and techniques we can actually achieve those states for free no matter where we are no matter what we have because we always have our breath mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and I love how you like really broke down the most foundational part of it which is really bringing awareness to how you breathe all the time, whether you are breathing deeply, whether you are breathing consistently or holding your breath. I definitely agree that that is kind of the first step is like the more we can increase our conscious breathing, which is basically just like watching yourself breathe. And if you notice that it is shallow or you are holding your breath, just like breathing through your nose, into like the deepest part of your lower belly or your pelvis and then just letting it go. And it really is absolutely life-changing and it will shift your consciousness, your mental state, your emotional state, and then also your physical health and well-being because like Calista was saying, like stress on the body is basically like the number one issue that we face health-wise in our society today. So it's like kind of one of the biggest preventative acts we can take is developing this relationship with our breath where we can like 
make sure our body has the most optimal ability to heal, to cleanse itself, to regenerate because our body is capable of doing so much of its upkeep on its own, but only when we're in a state where it can be doing that and not feeling like it has to be on guard. And so in a day and age where the information and the stimulation and the speed of everything is like, it's only increasing and that's not going away. So it's important that we also increase our awareness and our practice of the things that keep us regulated and healthy in all the ways. So I definitely think this is the biggest foundation and it is so, so powerful. And the breath is also extremely detoxifying and cleansing. So we can use it to clear so much from us. It's like as we, as we exhale, our body is able to rid ourselves of a lot of the stuff that it doesn't want to like keep inside. It actually is one of the body's detoxification processes. So not only does breathing deep allow for release of things that you might not want to be holding on to like emotionally and mentally, but it does physically as well. And that's why there are breasts, like how I was talking about earlier, certain techniques that are really good for these specific things like breath of fire is like a really detoxifying breath and uh, you can look up how to do it online but it basically is generally through the nose you can do it a couple different ways and you're like pumping your stomach as you inhale and exhale and it's really detoxifying really cleansing for the blood and then at the same time it's also like really incredible for your digestion and then on kind of on the opposite side like I was talking about previously there's one called satali pranayam where you curl your tongue and you breathe in through the curled tongue and then you exhale through the nose and this one is really cooling so it's amazing if like you find yourself like easily an emotional upset or you actually physically find your body to retain and hold a lot of heat And there are so many incredible hacks like that. So another favorite one is the alternate nostril breathing. So like if you put your thumb on your right nostril and you inhale through your left. Okay, I'm stuffed up. I'm not going to do it right (laughs) now. If you inhale through your left nostril and then you like plug your left nostril with your pointer finger and you exhale through your right. um, And then you inhale through your right plug your right nostril with your right thumb and exhale through your left. It's like you're you're getting this synchronization between the right and left hemispheres of your brain. And it is really powerful to like pick one of these practices. Like you can even look up online like different breathing techniques uh, and start to work with your breath a little bit every day. If it's not like one of these yogic breaths that I just mentioned, um, it could be looking up a breathwork experience. There are a lot of people who do holotropic breathwork or a similar kind of breathwork where you're actually like flooding the body with oxygen and uh, really taking like very deep and heavy breaths for a shorter period of time. And it's so cool what can be experienced like within these, within these windows of time where you're like deeply working with 
the breath and allowing it to come in and kind of move and do its thing because it can allow for a multitude of things to happen. But examples are, you know, releasing emotions that are no longer serving you from like deep in the body. It's like kind of like the oxygen can go into all these places and like cleanse things out that maybe it had been hard to get rid of or like we even forgot we're there. Um, And it can also bring great like joy and creativity and inspiration. And there's so much to explore. So like I really encourage everybody to explore it for themselves. But for example, doing a breath work kind of like that every day has provided incredibly big shifts in my life and my consciousness and like in very different ways than using like other types of breaths have have been. And so there's just really so much to explore depending on what your unique intention is. But I feel like no matter what, the primary thing to come back to is just whenever we need to presence ourselves and come back to the moment or it seems like we're facing something in life that could be incredibly stressful or uh and then we're just getting into the reactive mode it's like coming back to the breath is almost like coming back to the point of awareness where you can really watch everything unfold before you without being so like caught up in the game as if like I know we talk a lot about how like life is a video game and it's almost like we want to keep that point of awareness where we're the point of awareness that's like watching everything unfold rather than um, being like so reactive in the moment as if like as if there's no separation. I think the breath is like the number one tool that we can use to enter that space because as humans like we constantly will forget and then remember again um but it's from that place where we can like watch everything unfold that like we can almost make decisions and navigate our life from like a more neutral space and things can potentially unfold a lot more smoothly or we can at least allow everything to unfold from like a less emotionally triggered place so yeah yeah it's like are you identifying as the player holding the controller or the avatar like running around on the map which is like if you are the player then you are making choices if you're the avatar you are just responding to inputs basically um I love so much of what you said I just want to add on we will link some resources in the description. I know um, some people that we've been vibing with lately are like Hella and Lucas Weston and they are facilitators of holotropic breathwork and they have a company called Awaken and they have like a free video online called Awaken Daily. That's like a super quick 10-15 minute practice to of holotropic breathwork if you're interested in that. And then we always have the angel course linked in our description, which a lot of the breathwork techniques that Annika was mentioning are included in the angel course practice as well, which is like a kundalini yoga online class, which we have an episode about 
the magic of kundalini yoga. It's like one of our earlier episodes. Um, and we also have an interview with our kundalini yoga teacher. So we can um, link those as well. Um, one thing about the breath, I think this is like a idea I got from Alan Watts, but the breath is always in the now moment. The breath is always in the present. So if you're bringing your awareness to your breath and resting it there, it gives your thoughts a little kind of life raft to rest on in the present, like an anchor is a better way to phrase it. Uh, it's like an anchor for your thoughts to anchor it into the present moment as opposed to thinking about the past and the future, which in terms of um, anxiety and depression, like that can be a huge help, especially anxiety I found in my experience to bring the awareness back to the breath to rest it in the present moment as opposed to worrying about something that might happen. And I think that's another great practice too if you are interested in starting to get into conscious breathing is just like good old-fashioned mindfulness meditation which is basically where you sit and just practice resting your awareness on the breath and whenever you notice that your awareness has gotten caught up in your thoughts just bringing the awareness back to the breath and just keep repeating that process and it's very very good for the body like Annika was referencing all of our body systems are so interconnected and they are you know transferring different molecules amongst themselves for optimal functioning and one of these molecules is certainly oxygen well oxygen is actually an atom but um or no, it's a molecule. No, it's an atom. It just has different amounts o2. of electrons. Oh yeah, O2, it's a molecule. So um, when you are consciously taking in deeper breaths, you are just mechanically, physically giving your body more oxygen to work with. And that is really going to support your body's processes and functioning optimally. And it can really mitigate, prevent and improve a lot of health concerns um and it is so true that the more we can get the oxygen flowing the more we can get the breath deeper and deeper into different areas of the body like that is what can allow our muscles to release and to relax more and that is what can release different trauma patterns that we have kind of stored in our physical body by kind of like tensing up in certain ways as like a mechanism of like protecting ourselves from different pain and fears but it ends up kind of stagnating and crystallizing into these chronic patterns that can result in like muscle tension and pain so it is really diverse in its benefits in terms of the deep breathing it's like very holistic practice in terms of mental emotional physical 
spiritual health as well because the now is very sacred. And another one of my favorite quotes, which this quote, it was literally a tweet like that someone made up, but this person is an icon in my mind. I forget who it was, but this person tweeted one time years ago, the present moment is the house of God take refuge in the now and surely you will meet the almighty and I have found that to be extremely true so that's why it's kind of like the breath is such a great path to connecting with spirituality as well because the breath is always in the now if you bring your awareness to the breath whether you're inhaling exhaling holding your breath whatever your breath is doing it's always right now and then like that quote said, when you're dwelling in the now moment, that's when you can really start to experience like the divinity and the sacredness of your life and yourself. So it is really profound in that way. And I also think we can kind of boost these benefits by using the power of our intention and the power of visualization so depending on what you're experiencing, you can set an intention that like I'm inhaling peace and I'm exhaling fear and keep doing that over and over. Or you can be like I'm inhaling golden light and I'm exhaling dark, stuck, stagnant, discordant energies. And just kind of repeating those processes or you could really apply it to anything and just like be creative like if you're trying to manifest financial abundance it's like i'm inhaling wealth i'm exhaling poverty consciousness or if you are trying to impact like a health physical health situation that you've been experiencing it's like i'm inhaling health I'm exhaling sickness or disease or whatever it may be. And I think that can just be really healing to play around with and try and experience for yourself. So I recommend practicing that as well. And that's also something I'm, I'm always trying to get more mindful about. I feel like things like that are so, so quantum and their impacts like just one intentional breath can have the healing capabilities that expand so far beyond what you would expect from just the short amount of time and the small bit of intention that you need to put into it um so I think that's really cool and another thing I'm working on in general if anyone can relate to this is I feel like I'm super in my head like always always thinking and I'm usually not thinking about how my body feels or like my breath like my awareness is usually not resting in my body and on my breath and I think that is something that would be really beneficial and healthy for me to spend more time just really integrating my awareness into my physical body 
So I think that the breath is also a really beneficial tool for that as well to kind of, without trying to get too in your head of like how the breath should feel or how your breath should be, how deep it should be, how long it should be, just kind of practicing feeling what is your breath like? How deep is it? Where do you feel it in your body? And then just kind of resting your awareness there and seeing how it might change and how your body might respond. Um, and even when we're not trying to fix or control the breath, it's still really interesting to observe how just being aware of it does impact our experience of it. So yeah Mm. yeah so I would say the last couple thoughts I have on the breath are yes it is like the portal into the present moment for sure and in the present moment it's like the space where everything is okay like everything's at peace so it is a direct pathway into that unless of course you're experiencing a present moment in which like something life-threatening is happening um but if that's happening you're probably not thinking about it what do you mean I'm thinking like I mean my mind is in a (laughs) in a place of like what if you're (laughs) hand is being cut off or something you know what I mean yeah but in those situations the thinking mind kind of shuts off yeah I would hope so that'd be great yeah yeah anyway I mean I've never (laughs) been in that situation but a lot of the times when you are in situations where you actually are in danger the body kind of automatically takes over to get you out of that situation you're not thinking like oh what should I do yeah yeah Yeah. so basically we're not talking about those situations Mm -hmm. um But, uh, yeah, it can be such a nice practice when you're having a conversation with someone or you're just, like, with other people to be breathing deeply, especially if you're someone like myself, like you can relate, where sometimes when you're around other people, you get so caught up in, like, other people's energy and experience that you kind of forget it almost is, like, an out-of-body experience, And so to like come back to your breath, like you can just kind of be in your own energy and your own center and like actually have more meaningful interactions with other people. And oftentimes when we're with other people, our breath can regulate to the ones that we're with. So like when you're breathing deep and your nervous system is relaxed, it also opens up the opportunity for other people to enter that state as well. So it really is quantum and you never know what kind of effects it can have on like the energy of the space, the energy of other people, the energy of yourself, and then beyond that, like the energy of whoever else is interacted with in that day via the chain of events of the deep breathing that you were doing. And it can also provide a uh, increased ability to like deeply listen to other people when you're like breathing deeply and being deeply present um, as you are going about your interactions and 
That's so, so true. I just have to say that I've definitely experienced that and I definitely relate to being so caught up in other people's energy and being super overstimulated by it. And a lot of times it's actually really hard to remember in the moment to kind of come back to the self and be present and breathe. But when you do, it shifts like the whole entire energy for the better I've always found. Mm, Yes. Potent indeed. And one other fun thing is just that, like, I in our day and age, like, there's so many ways to, I just guess, like, there's so many ways that people seek to shift their consciousness. And a lot of that, I think, like, the most common ways in our society are to, like, imbibe substances or do X, Y, and Z. And, of course whatever floats anybody's boat but it's also fun to know that like you really can shift your state in like very fun enjoyable like inspiring cool ways through just your breath and your breath alone and once you kind of start to get the hang of it it's like really fun and only leaves you feeling better afterwards and so that is like another one of my favorite things about the breath it's like if anyone's looking to shift their state it can be done through working with the breath and in so many ancient like teachings cultures religions traditions like the breath was kind of looked at as like the breath of God or life force energy. Um, and it was very much related to like the more, the more like mana, the more prana you have, the more life force energy you have flowing through you, which is kind of directly related to like, or like can be directly increased based upon like how much you work with the breath, the way that you work with breathing um the more alive you feel the more creative you feel the more uh powerful and sovereign you feel so it's definitely a fruitful pursuit and very practical on all levels because from a baseline level like it can provide physical mental emotional healing it can uh leave you in or provide you with a better opportunity for health and longevity. Um, It can provide us with a path to the present moment where we can experience deeper peace. And then once kind of that is reached, like you can even go beyond that and reach into like greater states of vitality, creativity, even ecstasy and so on. So it is pretty rad a hundred percent and it's such a powerful way to process like we live in this society where there's so much stimulation there's so many lights and sounds going on all the time so much content so much you know wi-fi signals like whatever it is and sometimes it just seems like we're just like layering stimuli on top of stimuli on top of stimuli and we barely 
give ourselves the opportunity to process out these things that we have absorbed and to rest the awareness on the breath is just such a great way to kind of give the mind a break from intaking all this external stimuli and just give the body a chance to process all that information that has been coming in. And I think sometimes, like, I don't know if we have any skeptics listening to this podcast, but sometimes it seems like something so simple and something so basic. It's like we're all breathing all day, every day. It's like the most basic thing that you can do without even thinking about it. Like, I feel like sometimes people feel like their problems and their stresses and their life is very unique and complex and there is no way that just because this simple solution might have helped us that it would apply to them but I would honestly encourage you to just try it because I feel like at least in my experience there is basically no perceived problem that could not be positively impacted by practicing conscious breathing. And maybe it sounds wacky, but just test it out for yourself because maybe it's so crazy it just might work. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And truly, one thing, especially the really simple things, can often change everything because... There are certain things that if something brings you into a different state of awareness or shifts your perspective or shifts your like state of like baseline homeostasis in your body, all of a sudden the perceived options, avenues, opportunities, solutions that you can think of or that are in your awareness shift. So it's like everything can shift from one small thing shifting that just like opens that door into a new avenue of possibility. And one last thing, which I realized we didn't fully touch on, but I feel like is important is mouth breathing versus like breathing through your nose. Because, um, for example, like I used to, I think breathe out of my mouth more and it's actually shown that, that, is associated with like a whole host of kind of health problems because like your nose is primarily for breathing and your mouth is like for consuming and you can do your own research on this but it actually can make a huge huge difference in one state of being and one's overall health to consciously shift into breathing out of your nose like uh, as like your regular state of breathing which most people are probably like yeah that's what I do but there are definitely a handful of people who um do breathe out of their mouth regularly and um it can totally be consciously changed 
So I just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs) Totally. And I feel like one reason too that the breath can kind of help with so many kind of perceived like mental life problems when it doesn't even seem like that related is because if we're perpetually in that sympathetic nervous system state, our mind, which like is built and meant to solve problems, is like, what's wrong? Where's the problem I can solve? And the mind is actually kind of like, creating problems that it can solve as a strategy for alleviating this stressed fight flight fawn freeze state that you're in when that's actually all could be like mitigated and cut by dropping into the parasympathetic nervous system by doing the deep belly breathing and relaxing the body and that kind of stops sending signals to the brain that's like something's wrong what's wrong what can I do to fix it okay that didn't work like something's still wrong what is what is wrong what can I do to fix it like repeat 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 it's like if your body is just relaxed then your mind stops looking for problems to solve boom shift of state like living in a state of fear versus like living in a state of flow so here's the breath (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's take some deep breaths let's take three deep breaths together inhale exhale inhale Exhale. Inhale. And exhale. Feels good. (laughs) So good. That's the good stuff right there. (laughs) Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. I hope that whoever is listening, you enjoyed this podcast, this transmission. We are so grateful to have you here. If you did enjoy, it would mean the world to us if you were to give us a rating, write us a review, maybe share out this podcast to your networks or whoever you think would benefit and maybe check out some of our other episodes if the topics interest you. And we are looking forward to talking with you again last last week, next week. <laughs> last week or next week. You never know. In two weeks, it'll be last week. <laughs> okay, breathe deep. We'll catch you next time. Peace out.